Estrada hits a high fly ball left field. This one to carrying well. Mercado all the way back, and it is gone a home run. Similar to Joey Bart's just over that yellow wall. Tyro Estrada, his second home run of the year. It's 2 nothing Giants. That Now back to 95-7, the game. And that was the scene today at Oracle Park in San Francisco as the San Francisco Giants get to 7-2 after beating the Cleveland Guardians 8-1 behind three home runs, one by Belt, one by Estrada, and one by, let's see here. I'm sorry, wait, was it two by Belt? Three home runs, though, for the San Francisco Giants today on their way to scoring eight runs. 7-2, 7-2, best record in baseball, you know, by like one by, by one in the loss column, okay? Mm-hmm. Somebody's 7-3, but but they're off to a start just like we saw last season. It, it looks different. The pitching's great. The offense is blah. Um, but, but here we have it. Here we have it, man. And despite the fact that in the offseason, by my estimation, they didn't do enough to upgrade the offense. And, and let me just say this. The numbers so far – Agree that they didn't do enough to upgrade the offense. They just upgraded this pitching staff to to near uh, Lincecumian levels. Okay? Yeah, but you know what they're saying to you, Shamari? They, they got on their Shooter McGavin voice, and they're saying, I'm sorry, I missed that. I was too busy winning. <laughs> and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. It, see, but that there, there's regular season winning, Allen, and then there's postseason winning. I agree with you there. I agree with you there, but this is – this is who they have. This is the the route that they've chosen to go in. Will it be enough offensively, I think, throughout the course of a season? Yes, I think the Giants will be in the playoffs this season. Is it enough to win a World Series when you are platooning more of your lineup than you're not? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that you do need – you have your cornerstones. You have belt. You have Crawford. Whenever you get Evan Longoria back, and again, if Evan Longoria and he did have a good season last year, but if Evan Longoria is your calling card to get this thing done, I mean, if this was 08, that would be great. But we're in the year 2022, so I don't know how much you can expect for him. And when you're older, you can expect more injuries. So, are they going to have their full lineup at any point this season? How long of a stretch? That was part of the most impressive thing about the Giants last season. They they battled through injuries too, and it would just be a different person stepping up every single day. Can they do it again this season? You hope that they're healthier, and, and you hope that you are at least healthy going into the playoffs because it could all be for naught. And I think we've seen this with – we were talking Warriors. We saw this with the 73-9 and nine team, right, when they, they weren't able to finish it off. And now, you know, 107, again, Giants are ahead of schedule, and I don't think feel like their championship window is – Open right now, the 107 they, games kind of confuses They could have opened it up, though. They they could have they could have stuck their fingers in that little crack and and, and just pried that thing open, man. They could have had they made some moves. And, and I don't know what they're waiting for. Are they waiting for Marco Luciano? Because because by by everything I've read, he he's three years away. That is a three year away thing, maybe two at best. Uh, Hunter Bishop is probably a couple of seasons away. Elliot Ramos, they brought him up for for two games. Well, and he'll be back, but Hunter Bishop, you know, again, when I'm looking at all the boards of of how a lot of these guys are doing, 
a lot of people are starting to think, is Hunter Bishop, what is he going to be? Uh, we, we don't know, right? He hasn't been hitting too well. So you can't even really slot him in. I feel right, you can yeah. really only slot in. It feels like Elliot Ramos is going to be at the least an MLB player, right? And and you would assume that with Marco Luciano. But we don't know if any of these guys are going to be stars. But you know who you do know who is a star? Current stars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and it's not like you don't got the money. Like I say, man, take take that garlic fries money. Take that panda hat money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to have some Brandon Belt captain hats at some point this season. Take that money and give it to people that play bat baseball. Well, it's too late now, man. Ask, oh, but they got who they have. They have who they have, and the, the, they but, haven't lost a series. Yeah, but my biggest fear, my biggest fear is are we going to get 100 wins year in and year out and then – crap in the postseason because one season one season small sample size okay so uh, whatever but you had 107 wins you had momentum you had the Dodgers uh, uh, looking through their rear view mirror and you, you, you just you let them pull away you let them pull away the Dodgers were just a better team though but right, right winning Winning the NL West and having the most wins and, and all that is good, but you knew the Dodgers were a better team. Every time they won, okay, well, the Giants obviously played really well last season, but I was still a bit surprised anytime they beat the Dodgers because they're the Dodgers, well, right? They're they, supposed they, to be there. They won the season series against the Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers more than they lost to the Dodgers. The playoffs all, a different by one game. Exactly. You get you to know. the playoffs and, and five game five. Oh, oh, what, what do you do against platoon? Oh, well, let's go with the lefty, oh, a righty opener and a lefty starter. You you pick your lineup, and whatever you pick, you're going to be wrong because you rely on the platoonery. Yeah. Basically, are you saying, Shamari, and I know this is going to, this might upset some people, but are you basically saying that you don't want the Giants to turn in to the Oakland A's? In that well, of course. They've, they've had some great regular seasons, right? But the playoffs time come around, and they just do not have the horsepower to get it done. And, Allen, no, no fan base of any team wants their team to turn to the Oakland A's. Right. The, the Oakland A's fans don't want the Oakland A's to be the Oakland A's because it's frustrating. And, it, and it's awful, and it's just it, – it, it's a good business model if you're – you, you know what's so funny? So I was, I'm, on, I'm talking with somebody the other night. And we're talking about slumlords. It's a weird conversation, okay? <laughs> but the A's, the A's are, think about, what a, think about the characteristics of a slumlord, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Rent to your stuff, doesn't fix anything, doesn't really care what's going on in, in, in the dwelling, okay? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The A's, Dave Cavill and John Fisher, and to a lesser degree, Billy Bean, because Billy Bean's that nice maintenance man who who wants to fix stuff, but the owner's not letting him, okay? Right, like Bar Rescue. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> the the A's are slumlords, man, yeah. and, and nobody wants to, to dwell in a slumlord's dwelling. Yeah, and, and the Giants, obviously, you go out, you get Carlos Rodon, so it, clearly they're not going full-blown A's, but we understand that Farhan, right, he said his life changed when he read the book Moneyball. So there is some of that in there, and I think when you see the the free agents that were available and the Giants decide to go with another platoon guy and Jock Peterson, that's where their heads are at right now, and 
trust in Farhan. Everybody loves it. Everybody wears the shirts. And I do trust in Farhan. And what he did with the Dodgers was spectacular. But again, it has to be a hybrid. It has to be money ball in some spots. But you got to have some big boppers that you can depend on night in and night See, out. See, Alan, but that's the question, Alan. Trust in Farhan to do what? To find hidden gems or to get this team back to the World Series? Well, I guess the other point is how good the Dodgers farm system is and, and how they've turned around the Giants farm system. So maybe they feel in-house is the best way. If you look at all the guys that the Dodgers have, yes, they went out and got a Mookie Betts, but you got Cody Bellinger. Now you have, you know, Gavin Lux. You got, you know, you you have guys that came up with you that you think you know, are going to be stars because you made the correct picks and you are evaluating talent at a higher level, maybe they feel maybe that's more the trust in Farhan versus we're going to go out and get us a Cassianos. No, we're going to draft the next Cassianos. Okay, but, but but again, like like just point blank, okay? Given what we've known so far, now I, I, I believe I trust Farhan to put together a competitive team year in year. I trust that, Okay. I don't know at this point in time that I trust him to bring a World Series to San Francisco. Yeah. Well, again, nobody's going to trust it until it happens, right? No, the, A jump shooting team was never going to win the championship until the Warriors did it. So that's why – that's and I and I know it's we're not in March anymore, but that's why I never pick Gonzaga because <laughs> as good as they look every season, if you haven't done it before, I just cannot pick you. Hey, hey, Chet Holgerman is is a saint. Okay, it doesn't matter who they get; they're just they just have not been able to get the job done. So that's it's a fair feeling to feel that with Farhan because we've seen these last couple. I mean, th- that last season it, it was a tough draw for the Giants getting the Dodgers right right off the bat. That's just how it goes. Every team is going to be good in the playoffs, and you start looking around at this season, the Giants get in. Who can they beat? Who are they legitimately better than? This is all going to reveal itself. And then you get to the playoffs where stars matter. You know, uh, the analytics, it's its harder, right, to, to figure out Dave Roberts. He's gone both ways. He's gotten burned by doing the platoon thing. He's almost gotten burned by not doing the platoon thing. So everybody can have their takes, but ultimately you have to have guys that you feel – can get the job done for you night in and night out. And I don't know if this platoon style can get you to the top of the mountain. It'll get you in, but can it get you to the top of the mountain? Yeah. That's why I call it platoonery, man. It's buffoonery by platoons, okay? (laughs) It's It's not buffoonery. It's 107 wins. It's the buffoonery of platoons, man. It's platoonery, and I I don't – I like it as a – oh, hey, one of our stars, you know – is injured. Let's go to the platoon for six weeks, okay? But when it's your entire strategy, when that's the only tool you have in the box, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to, you know, it's a whole bunch of situations that you're not going to be prepared for. It it just isn't. And and we saw that happen in the playoffs last season when it mattered most. And maybe, maybe I need to see them win a playoff series because whenever I think about the Giants in the playoffs – I'm gonna think about Game Five, and I'm gonna think, and I'm gonna think about how when I heard that they were going with the opener, who was who was a righty, but the starters are lefty, and then I'm going through. So wait, so do they put Lamont Wade in, or do they do they go with Slater? And, right. and, 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 and I'll never forget this. I'll never forget this. Lamont Wade got one at bat in like the eighth inning or ninth inning or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "Oh my God, 
We didn't get enough Lamont Wade. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have scored more. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Yeah, that's the same thing with this season, right? And obviously, you want to have Lamont Wade out there. But people saying, man, it's such a big blow to not have Lamont Wade Jr. to start the season. And no, it's not ideal. But we're sitting here acting like he is a, a, a perennial know. dude. Who, Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, let's, let's like, pump the brakes here a little that's bit. That's a blow. Right? Like the Braves lose Ronald Acuna. That's a blow. That's like, oh, my God. What do you do without a dude? What do you do without a dude? Like Tatis. Right. Well, it's the, not the Braves lost Acuna and won the World Series. They did. So. They did. No, no, they did. But I'm just saying that, that that's a woe is me. Late night Lamont not being on. Tommy LaStella not starting the season. That That's that's not a loss. Yeah. And, and I think what is interesting about this is, okay, so all these guys are in their late 20s. It, you know, so Lamont Wade is 28. I think Yastrzemski might have hit 30. He might be 30, 31. All these guys, the the future is not promised for them. So uh, it's 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 almost as if Farhan's getting these guys, seeing if they can he can catch lightning in a bottle. Again, scouting reports aren't as extensive. They've kind of jumped around. But then after that, you see, okay, do we really have something here? Or are we going to have to let them go? That's where I think, or, or that's where I think the Yastrzemski conversation gets interesting because is it just hey he had you know. Well, I guess one and a half good seasons, you know, the 2020 season obviously being shortened and he had a really good season is, but to be fair, these guys have bounced around, right? There, there have been, they've had, they've had opportunities. They haven't necessarily been able to cash in the idea that Farhan is going to, is going to hit on all of these guys is just not realistic it, 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 Maybe for it? a season. But we have well, no clue what Lamont Wade Jr. is going to do this. And season. we've seen it happen for a season. We, we, we've seen guys come up. For for a week or two and tear it up, right? Mm-hmm. But but again, I got a name for you. What's up, Akil Badu? Do you remember Akil Badu from last season? I don't even remember. He hit like seven home runs in the first couple games, and everyone's thinking <laughs> Akil Badu, the Tigers. This, how did how did this guy? Great story. Have not heard about him since I believe April of 2021. Right, you can have a hot stretch, but you regress back to who you've been and why you were in these situations. Right, so Yastrzemski, great run. We do not. We we're starting to learn that maybe offensively, you're just not that guy. You're not that guy because he wasn't all, and he was for a bit an everyday guy. Now he's turned in to you know the, the platoon. You got Elliot Ramos up there now for for lefties. And also, and now we're just whenever you got to start saying, but he plays really good defense, right? We used to do that with Brandon Bell. I mean, he's he's Gold Glover at first base. Right. I don't care about Gold Glover at first base. You just exactly. catch the ball, right? So whenever you start talking about the defense, that's all you need to know about this person offensively. Wait, also Ramos, Elliot Ramos, five years in the majors, drafted at seventeen, makes his debut at twenty-two. Platoon hitter, <laughs> like, are, are they even teaching people to hit lefties and righties well, in the box? It, it's called the soft. Well, shout out to Brian Iglesia, who you know is our producer here on the show sometimes as well. But the the soft landing spot, right? So, hey, we're just you, we're, we're starting them in the shallow end. We're not just gonna throw them in the deep end. But at what point it, are you unlocking him to hit righties? At what point do you say right, it's I'm okay? Saying, That's yeah. what I'm interested in. Is it? Is it? Next season? Is it later this season? How does that work? Is it when he's 28? <laughs> Is it when he's 28? <laughs> All right, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. This whole thing with the Giants. Listen, it, it, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds They're 7-2. and two. Yeah. They haven't lost a series. They just swept the Cleveland Guardians. Their run differential 
is the second highest in Major League Baseball. Like, every way you could measure the success of a team, the Giants are successful. But after what happened last season in the playoffs, it's just hard to – okay, let me, let me, let me t- backtrack. After what happened in the playoffs last season and what they did in the offseason, it's just kind of hard – to believe, like, you remember the 2010, 2012 uh, journey, don't stop believing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like you believed in those teams. You believed in the Lincecums and, and the Brian Wilsons and the Sergio Romos and, and the Cody Rosses of the world, the Pat Like, you believed in these guys, right? And they didn't right. have, they had just as many superstar players on those teams as they do now. But for some reason, m- maybe it's because I was younger. Like I was 30, 32, and 34 when, when those things happened. But but there was a – you believed in – and I don't believe in, in this roster to go – they're going to have a great regular season. I don't believe in this team to go all the way. Yeah, Juan Uribe, right, guys like a- that. Edgar Renteria at the end mixed, of his career. But it was mixed in with the Buster Poseys of the world. So don't don't come to me with that the Giants didn't have a star. They did have stars. Yeah. You know, yeah. they had they had Buster – Okay, the the pitching staff was a star in oh itself, God. Matt Cain, right? Yeah. So uh, they did have stars. They were just homegrown stars for the most part. And they went out and they got 100 Pence. And 100 Pence was really sought after with the Phillies, the Astros. So they brought him in too. And I would say he was star level, right? It, it was a big acquisition. So it has to be a hybrid in order to get this thing done. But I will say this, going back to those even years, similar to, to those teams, they weren't picked either, right? No one had any of those teams picked the World Series. No one has this team picked the World Series. So we've been here before. You just hope it, it the, the the movie ends the same way the last movies have. Okay, hey, hey, you mentioned even years. 2022. There you go. There that's, you go. That, that's divisible by two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, so they, they put themselves in a position where expectations have changed a bit because you won 107 games. But ultimately, I think... That this team, the trust in Farhan is the farm system. The trust in Farhan is, I mean, we're already ahead of schedule. So we're we're complaining about things. We thought that the Dodgers were going to lock this division down for the next two decades. And the Giants came in last season. But they had already done it for one. Well, yes. But but I didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, exactly. But last season, you do. Now it's a matter of taking that next step and doing it in the postseason, which some of them already have with Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford, but majority of that team has it. The Xfinity Mobile text line, all of the garlic fries and Panda Hat money should go to the employees who spend time making and selling the stuff. Yes. Unfortunately, we live in a, uh, a, 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 a capitalist society and not a socialist one. I don't know. So it's never going to happen. Right, yeah, the, the, the money's going to go to the people that everybody's showing up to see. And and, and 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 to my point, just give the money, give more money to the people that are more willing to show up, to, to people that are going to draw more people in to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we, 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 want all of those things right but but <laughs> yeah. I, from the that, base that, that ain't how it works yeah but from the baseball standpoint the point is they're doing all right for themselves we have to hear about how every game is a sellout and things like that you you kick the tires on some of these players but deep down do we think farhan is signing anybody to seven years no no well and, and that's fine you know if that's not what it took but you're not gonna get 
you're not going to get anybody of note on a two-year agreement. Well, and, um, unless they're like 38 already, and they're like, oh, I'm well, I was going to say like the Max Scherzer type deal, and I know he's not playing now, but like Trevor Bauer kind of felt like he started this new wave of the shorter deals. Maybe that's a good thing for pitchers, right? <laughs> but I don't see a lot of. There's no Kevin Durant, I don't think, from a position player standpoint, that is going to take. Just give me a lot of money in two years because I just want to bounce around. Maybe there will be someone that you know that comes along that that wants to play and, and handle the teams that way. But none of these none of these free agents were looking for a one two year deal. It's like fishing, but instead of using worms. You're using gummy bears, okay? Right. <laughs> like, right. is there is there a fish out there that wants gummy bears? Sure, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you you're using the wrong bait. Like, yeah. it's just that's not how you get good players to your team with deals like that. And, and it, it's just in, it, it anyway. Well, I, I, you, I, I hope Luciano and Hunter Bishop and Elliot Ramos are like, all turn out to be all-star, perennial all-stars, because if not, I, I don't know what we're going to get here. I don't know what we're going to get over the next decade uh, if if the farm system doesn't pan out. Well, and to that point, now it becomes uh, a thing around the league, and everybody knows that the Giants are not going to put in these high bids. So when a free agent is available, they might listen to the Giants' call, but they've already have it in their mind, I know you're not going to offer me something that is, that is going to be in my realm from a year standpoint. So I'll take your call, but I'm not really taking you too seriously. Now you have a whole idea about you. Well, Giants, they don't sign guys to long deals. They don't sign big money like that. And now people not, might not even pick up your call because what's the point? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, oh, it's the Giants online too. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. What, 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 what do they want? Yeah, they what, they uh, want uh, <laughs> 18 months at uh, $2 million? Right, ah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, can, you, can, uh, you can hang up. Speaking of speaking of taking calls, we've been taking mostly mostly text messages and Twitter tweets and a couple of calls about what will we call the Warriors' new death lineup. We've had a whole bunch of good submissions, both through Twitter, through the text line, and through people calling in, and we have narrowed it down to a top what? What do we have? A top five? It ke- it keeps growing. I'm at one, two, three, four, five, six. I'm at seven. So top seven. Okay. So so right now we have a top seven. So before we go to break, we're going to read them off. We're going to talk about it a little bit. And then when we get back, we're going to wrap with Warriors. Uh, both what do we call the new death lineup or the dead pool lineup <laughs> and, and, a, and everything else dubs as we prepare to move forward to tomorrow's game two against the Suns. Sorry, against the Denver Nuggets. I already have the, NBA, the, the conference finals on go. my mind. Okay? There you go. Against the Nuggets. Game two at Chase Center, 7 p.m., which you can, of course, listen to here on 95.7 The Game. It Dub Nation, tune in tomorrow from 6 o'clock tomorrow morning until the game's over at 10 o'clock in an hour after Dub's postgame. It is going to be Dub's heavy. Steph Curry, Jordan Poole, everything Dub's is going to be popping tomorrow on 95.7 The Game. So get your Dub's fix, check in all day, and, of course, listen to the game tomorrow at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Right now, Allen. So, our top seven are. Well, wait, sir, can we get a drum roll? Do we have a drum roll drop or something ridiculous you can get to relatively quick? Relatively quickly before we get it. So, again, these are the top seven new names for the new death lineup of the Warriors. And we have. All righty. Thank you, Sterling. We have number one. These are in no particular order. We have the Splash Squad lineup. The Deadpool lineup, the Rain Men lineup, 
the Bay Area, the Bay Breaker, the, the Bay Area Breakers lineup. I like that one. The Typhoon Goons lineup. I really like that one. The Pick Your Poison lineup and the Splash Party lineup. And the Splash Party. Okay, so, so right now I'm kind of favoring... I like Pick Your Poison, but I like it more as a concept than a name, right? Like, we come up with one of those names, like like the Typhoon Goons, and then at the bottom, it's like Pick Your Poison. Yeah. Also, that would have been way better than Cold, cold Blooded. I'm sorry, Gold Blooded. Yeah, you, you can't stand that. You cannot stand that. Pick Your that. Poison would have been way better than Gold Blooded. I like Splash Squad. I know we're up against it. I like Splash Squad. Okay, so when we get back, we are going to finalize a name for the new depth lineup for the dubs. We're also going to get into the dubs. Styles and Block. Block and Styles. 95-7 the game. Gordon goes up and under on the drive. Missed it. Rebound play. Chest pass to Poole. Poole. Three on three. Drives in. Goes up for the Euro step. It's good and a foul. He got fouled by Will Barton. He's going to the line. Wow. Just slowed it down just a little bit on Barton, ripped it through, and somehow flipped it up and in. I mean, what an amazing move. Crossover into a Euro step, back the other way, and then finishes dynamite. Now back to 95-7, the game. That was Jordan Poole with the goal and the foul last night as he scored 30 points as the Warriors beat the Nuggets. 127, 123 to 107 last night, 16-point victory. Jordan Poole with 30, 7 for 8 from the three-throw line. This dude doesn't miss. And, and that play, if I, it's the one I'm thinking about, it illustrates a thing that Poole does that, one, I, I don't feel like young players do that well, but also I don't feel like enough great scores do that well. And it's it's the changing of speed, right? Yeah. Like he changed like he 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 has he has fifth gear, he has first gear, and he uses all of his gears. Like I feel like the, the most young dudes are like, okay, I'm just well, gonna yeah. outfast you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's shifty. He's shifty. But, because his handle, he's got a good handle, but it's not like he has these crazy crossovers. He's got the in and out dribble that he loves, but because he changes pace and changes speed so well, that's how he gets by the defenders. He's not straight up crossing them up. Like it's kind of funny. Steph Curry drew a foul last night on Austin Rivers, where Rivers is trailing behind him. Yeah. So Steph just stops and right. puts the shot up. Right. 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 <laughs> and I'm just watching him like he was. He was. He was definitely trying to draw the foul in that situation. Mm-hmm. It was kind of obvious, but it was brilliant. It's like, oh, you're in it behind me. I'm just gonna, you know, stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, and again, Austin Rivers, aggressive defender, good defender. You you have to play them out of it or play them into it. And in Steph's situation, that's exactly what he did. I know they're trying to get. The not even really attempting a shot, but just trying to get the foul, those fouls, trying to get those out of the game. But a situation like that where you know somebody is, you know, just on you and and, and coming full speed pretty much, why not stop? And I don't think it's a manipulation of the rules of that. Uh, yeah, the, no, because he ran into Just jumping into people. That's yeah. the stuff that the league is trying to get out of here. And pretty mu- they've done a pretty good job getting rid of that. I haven't seen a lot of it. And, and you even saw Steph try a couple times this season, didn't get the call. James Harden, you, you, we've seen his numbers and what he hasn't been able to do with this being outlawed. So I think it's good for the game. If you're, if you're really trying to shoot, then shoot it. Just getting people up in the air and jumping into them. No, nobody likes watching that. So we are in our last half hour of the show today. We spent most of the show today just periodically getting texts and tweets and some some phone calls on on names for the new death lineup. So we're gonna we're gonna announce our 
I guess we'll call it our champion for the day. And who knows? They, 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 tomorrow, Bonte and Chassie might wake up and they want to do something completely different. Our picks. Uh, uh, yes. Our pick. But this is our pick. The Styles and Block, Block and Style Show uh, for, for what the new Death Squad lineup should be called. Also, a couple of other things I want to touch on, man. These are just this or that about the dubs. Um, JTA, ESPN, they produced a, a wonderful, wonderful segment about JTA. Mm-hmm. Growing up in Oakland, Al Otto's wife was his third grade teacher. She took an interest in him and like, you know, and, and he wound up playing for the Warriors and it comes full circle at the end where he's talking to a bunch of her current students yeah. about, hey, you know what? Listen to your teachers. Teachers are great. And, and let me just say this, that educators in general, educators in general, right? Like, like we, we, we. We honor and we worship like celebrities, athletes, and you know models and freaking influencers and all these people and educators in general, right? Like they just don't get enough credit. It's a thankless job. Without educators, you don't have anybody. Okay, I don't know if you have a teacher that that did, stuck out in your mind that was like, man, this person like laced my boots, yeah. elevated me to some things. We all have those people. And just because you don't wind up in the NBA, right, doesn't mean that you don't wind up somewhere good because of that. But I just wanted to give ESPN a shout-out because I feel like everybody in Dub Nation knows JTA Store. From kid from Oakland, he he wears the 95 for 95th, you know, like all that yeah. wonderful kind of stuff. And it was just amazing to see another fan base, people that, that – another fan base, people who are just fans of the general NBA are going to get to hear this dude's story, man. Well, even some of the, you know, the details about at, uh, the, his teacher and things like that, I didn't know those specific details about the story. You just hear the broader the broader idea of it and, okay, we get all that, you know, great story. He's from Oakland, gets to play with the Warriors. But I didn't know a lot of those details. It was very well done. And, and I, I, I tweeted, I'm saying – is somebody cutting onions in here? Because right, I was I was exactly. almost getting a little teary eyed. I mean, right, just to yeah. see how much or how influential that teacher was for him. So I, I mean, well done by ESPN. Very happy that a lot of people got to see the story that we already know and love. And then he's in the dunk contest this year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just to be able to to come full circle the way he has, and you know he still gives back to his community and all those good things. So yeah, like you said, really well done. And again, when it specifically when you get to playoff time or when you're in the throes of the season, you forget sometimes that these are players and they're also humans. And to understand that it, it's some things are bigger than basketball. Some things are bigger than sports in general. So to watch a story like that, it just kind of warms your heart. It really, really does. But And also, listen, JTA came on in garbage time last night, okay? On this team as it's currently constructed in the playoffs, he's probably garbage time due. Yes, but but as a member of the team, as a member of the locker room, and, and, and as a guy who, when when you didn't have Draymond for some games, he came in some games and he did a pretty convincing Draymond impersonation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I I don't feel that it's far fetched to say that that this team isn't as good as it's been without JTA. Now, does that mean that they that they fall to a fifth seed? I don't know. I don't know. I but, would but say him, probably not. They, well, I know, right? But I'm saying, though, that this team, he is a member of this team. And as far as a bench player goes, he is a third third seed caliber, 
10th, 12th man on the roster. Yeah, I mean, he he's proved that he deserves to be here, right? It, when he bouncing around, had to play in the Mexican League, right, all that. He's proved that he is an NBA player, and that's really all that matters. He proved to himself. He proved to the league that he can hang at this level. We don't know at we don't know how much longer. We don't know at what level, but you live every day, day by day, and JTA is a NBA player for the third seed who is one up, and they if they keep playing like this, JTA might have himself a ring. He, he, he might have himself a ring, man. And I would I would venture to say that 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 he's he's on this he's in this lineup next year. You know, is he a starter? No, probably not. Is he a role player? I don't know. But he he's going to be on this roster next year and and and, and next year as well as this team's playing this season. And they were the third seed and after what we saw last night, the sky's the limit. It really really is. But I feel that the that the 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 high point for this this second iteration of the Warriors as a playoff team and, and as a title contender, I feel like the high point is going to be the next two seasons, not this season. So so if they win it all this season, great. They're, they're, that's their year ahead of schedule. Yes, I, I would say so. And I think Damon said something to that to that effect as well. You get Kaminga a little bit older. You get Jordan Poole, the way he's been improving. Who knows how good he'll be next season. But at the same time, we are talking about Dub Nation and we are talking about a, a fan base and a team that didn't have Klay Thompson for two years, right? Steph missed a lot of time. We've been through this season. We just watched all this. So it's fun to say next season this, next season that. You're in a position right now. And, well, you, you and nothing, nothing is promised. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So you have to take advantage of this situation because you're in it right now. And you cannot count the eggs before they're hatched. We know that. Okay, so Memphis Grizzlies. Go down to the Minnesota Timberwolves yesterday. Man. Ja, ja put up 30-something points, and he had a pretty good game. But but isn't it kind of funny that this team has oh, I'm been cracking better up. Oh. without Ja? Yeah, I'm cracking <laughs> like, like, up. Like, get rid of Ja. It's so crazy. I mean, the Grizzlies lose yesterday, and, and I'm on Twitter a lot. And it gets real loud on Twitter when the Grizzlies win a game. When they go up and, and they beat the Warriors, they want to tweet strength in numbers. They want to tweet all this stuff. Man, is it quiet on my timeline when the Grizzlies lose. I don't see anything. I don't see anything from Ja. I don't see anything from Dylan Brooks. You got nothing to say now. We told you that this is a different beast. And you went out there and lost to Carl Anthony Towns and Patrick Beverly. That's what you did. That's what you did. But you over here talking about Dylan Brooks, talking about this dynasty we're building. Stop that. Get to the second round, dude. How about win a game in the series? You lost at home. What dynasty? Miss me with that. Wait, wait, wait. wait. So if they get if they get bounced in the first round, man, how smug do you think Iguodala is going to be? Oh my goodness! Especially if the but that's the thing, Iggy. They, they, I the whole idea that they were so upset with Iggy. I get it. It's a bit disrespectful, but they didn't even make the playoffs that year, and Iggy went to the finals. So this whole thing with them acting like Iggy, or, you know needed to be that for them and, and ha feeling some type of way, get over it. He didn't want to play with you. And it's not like you proved him wrong and went to the Western Conference Finals or something. But, but on top of that, when they traded for him, it was it was pretty much widely understood that they were that they were the Warriors needed to dump the salary. Exactly. And that's what this was. That's why that's why a draft pick went with him for 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 basically nothing. And, and um <laughs> yeah, it was a salary dump. And the the the, the Grizzlies in, in situations like this, 
the 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 receipt the team that receives a player that's trying to get the salary dump is usually cut ten times out of ten. Right. Yeah. Ten and, times out of ten. Right. So so Memphis was just being stubborn, figuring, oh, we're gonna get something for him, right? Because yeah. why? I, just get over it. I, I don't understand. And there were reports before the playoffs started that the Warriors, not whether they were, they were never going to come out, even if they did actually want the four seed or or finding a way to get the the Utah, the Utah Phoenix route instead of Denver and then Memphis, they would never come out and say we're gonna we're not gonna lose a game on purpose. Like we're we're here to win. So, but I did hear reports that the Warriors they do want Memphis. They are tired of the tweeting. They are tired of the you know this this idea that Memphis feels that they have arrived. And on the other side of that, it's time if you pass the baton, that means that someone doesn't have it anymore. The, the Warriors are sitting here think saying we didn't pass anything, right? We still <laughs> yeah. got the torch, and we're going to show you. And just like the and look, one game, right? The Grizzlies could do a gentleman sweep from here. Who knows? But there 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 are different levels to this. You haven't been there. You you've gone into the play in, right? You you've won the play in. You beat us last year. You're talking spicy and the Warriors are sitting there saying, "Please get to us." But it's going to be even funnier if they don't even get to them. They go out in the first round. I I I will be in stitches crying. Well, and also, you know, the Warriors are the 3 seed. They're playing a 6 seed, okay? Minnesota it was in the playing tournament. And I'm not saying that diminishes their their playoff worthiness, okay? But but they were in the playing tournament. It's it's a little bit different, right? You you if you're the two seed, you're supposed to manhandle a seven seed. It, 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 it should be over before it begins. Yes, right? I would say that, but also the T Wolves have been pretty confusing. They've had some high highs and some low lows. So a high ceiling and a low basement. So you really don't know what you're going to get with the T Wolves from day to day. But yes, on paper, you are this you had to play in to get in. The Grizzlies been sitting at the top of the mountain besides the, the Suns all season. So if you're Memphis, you're probably sitting there saying, oh, it, it, we're glad that we lost this. Now we can understand, we can learn from it. Because what else are you supposed to say? You were supposed you, you lost home court. That's what you did. You went out there well, and you lost home court. Well, but also, though, also, again, you lost home court to to an, infer- to an inferior team, you know? And, and, again, are the Nuggets an inferior team? They don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have Michael Porter Jr. They are relying on Bones Highland, who was playing in the NCAA freaking tournament less than a year ago, okay? Or a little over a year ago. So, so whatever. So say what you will, inferior. But, but, but. The Warriors went out and they won convincingly, right? Mm. Um, that's what contending teams do. You've had five days, okay, since you last played basketball, and you've had five days. And in those five days, you should have had one focus. And that's the difference between the experience and the pedigree that the Warriors have versus whatever Dylan Brooks uh, is alluding to their building there in Memphis because they don't got that. They they weren't focused. They, they they weren't. They didn't have the laser focus. And I'm not. I don't know whether they either. I don't know whether they thought that oh well we can just walk in here, waltz in here and get a win, or if they just wasn't ready for that playoff punch in the mouth. But for, but for whatever reason, the Grizzlies. I'm sorry. The, the 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 Timberwolves who have less playoffs experience than them, they were ready well, and they came out swinging. And you can make the argument that the play in kind of got them. A little warm, right? The, the the butterflies are now out because you already played a game. You you can make that argument for the T Wolves. The bottom line is the Grizzlies only one game, right? 
far from over, but you went out there and now you understand that this is a different type of beast than the regular season. You can have all the fun you want in the regular season. The Warriors have been there and literally done that and could care less about the regular season. Just get into the postseason healthy. That's all that matters. The Grizzlies, we don't know. All I do know is that it, it, Went from everybody being afraid, me included, being afraid of the Grizzlies, right? Thinking, man, what what are they going to be able to do? I mean, there was discourse, national conversation about Ja Morant being more clutch than Steph Curry. I don't know how in the world Steph Curry gets this disrespected when Ja Morant has done absolutely nothing. I don't understand it. Right? I don't understand it. What has he done in the playoffs in particular, in big moments? where, Where has he been? 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the Xfinity mobile text line. It's also the phone line. We got about seven or eight minutes left left if you want to get a call in. Right now, we're going to go to Mike in the city. Mike, you're on with Styles and Block. Block and Styles. What's happening, brother? So, fellas? I'm, I want to talk about game two. I'm going to game two. First, you were talking about T-Wolves are no joke, man. That Anthony Edwards is I – I thought he'd be good. I don't think he, anybody thought he'd be this damn good. And, and Kat, and you look at their team now where they added Beverly, that, that better leadership. They remind me of that up-and-coming Suns team. That T-Wolves team, along with the Grizzlies, is going to be a major problem probably with another year's season. I mean, damn, that Anthony Edwards, man, he is he's one of the funnest players, most fun players in the league to watch, uh, and, and they're going to be legit. But uh, talking about the Warriors last night, uh, I, I love uh, how they, they came out. Uh, Nuggets were able to hang with them opening quarter, but I just don't, as we've seen, Without Murray, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, they said he's clear to go, but he doesn't, he's not playing. Uh, they just don't have the firepower. I think it's all going to be on Jokic, as great as he is. I don't think he can just maintain that level of play in this series. It's just going to be too much for him, and he just doesn't have the pace and stamina to keep up. I think the only other guy Warriors got to really zone in on is, is Will Barton. Uh, he can get hot and really go it going. But other than that, five fellas, we just have too much firepower for them. I'm going to game two. That. Uh, that place from looking watching on TV last night looked rocking. I expect the same uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you want to run on them, pounce on them early. Uh, Draymond playing. That's the level of Draymond we need to win the title this year. He's back to that. Jordan Poole, he's just playing at the level. He's been playing really with Curry out the best player on the floor right now. His confidence is all-time high, man. Just get him going early. In fact, we can we can let Curry you know come off the bench if he, if he needs to. Uh, Jordan Poole, just the way he's playing right now, uh, Kirk can just go with that lineup right there, that that pool, that pool lineup as they call it now. So, and then Clay found his rhythm going. So, when you look at all the factors, fellas, barring the Warriors beat themselves, I just don't know how the Nuggets can win. Maybe they can get one at home because it is tough to play in a mile high altitude. But it's at home, the Warriors are just another level. And with that crowd and that level of play, and I just don't think the Nuggets are undermanned, fellas. I, I thought this would go six. I think maybe five gentlemen sweep at best, and uh, I think I expect the same tomorrow night. Thanks for the time. Oh yeah, Mike in the city, man. You, you know one thing that he said, and and, and also I I, didn't, I forgot about that mile high altitude, right? Yeah, that, it, that 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 air hits different. Yeah, I was talking even to, a professional athlete. I was talking to JD about it, and I think that the consensus was that maybe it bothers them first quarter, possibly the first half, but after that they should be fine. But even with. E- whether or not that makes a difference, yeah, I could see obviously see the Nuggets getting a game at home. So, and gentlemen, sweep. So Mike in the city also brought up Will Barton, who's just he's not a 
He's not a guy you think about as a threat, but but he did a few things last night. He did some things last night. Some some I'm just gonna hang out in the air for like an eternity and adjust my body and throw some stuff up, but it's gonna land in. Now I don't know if he can keep that up, but he he impressed me with the about three or four wow plays last night. Will Barton. Yeah. I He's going to get hot, right? That's the guy that you worry that you could worry about, but ultimately he might get help get get them a game. I'm not worried about, you know, Will Barton being the guy that is the reason the Warriors lose this series. And again, I had Warriors in 6, but after last night you're thinking, I mean, they they could sweep. I'm assuming gentlemen sweep so five games, but I, I the way they're playing now again, the consistency the Warriors have and it's hard to say that a team that is the third seed and went on an eighteen and two run has been inconsistent. But we have seen we've seen good warriors and we've seen bad warriors. So I think they understand the moment. This is their first time, really, their first legitimate time playing together as a group, minus James Wiseman. And I just think that the understanding and and the championship pedigree that gets that term gets used far too often. But in this situation. It is literally what represents the Warriors and what we've been seeing from them versus what we've seen from other teams, even in just this game one. So throughout the show, we have been taking texts. We've been taking phone calls. We had some things up on the 95.7 The Game Twitter page, and we were trying to come up with a new death lineup name. Now, before the break, we read the top seven, but right now, Alan Styles is going to give us the winner what drum roll, please? So we had a late entry from the four one five run TPC, which I liked. Obviously, a play mm-hmm. uh, on the on the pass. I do like that one, but if you're making me pick, and we even had a, a caller say it already, is it the Deadpool lineup? Do you got to go Deadpool lineup? I like the Deadpool, especially if you put the E at the end. Yeah, yeah I man. think that might be the winner. I personally do like Splash Squad, Typhoon Goons, all great picks, all great names from all of you. You can call them whatever you want. But on this day, the Deadpool lineup is seeming like it's going to be the winner. All right. The the Deadpool lineup is going to be the winner here. And the Deadpool, again, with the E at the end, is going to be the driving force that drives the Dubs past the Nuggets in four games, five games. We we got about a minute left, okay? Like, just – off the top of your head, is this going to be a sweep or a gentleman's sweep? Because forget six or seven. I'm saying sweep at this point because I'm feeling that that audacious. I, I'm 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 sticking with gentleman's sweep. I I think that the Nuggets get one in Denver. Okay, and that's reasonable. And again, like I said, I'm overzealous. That game last night was remarkable. The basketball was beautiful, and and. and like, n- nobody played awful. Like, I can't think of a single warrior that I was like, oh, oh God, that guy. That said, Chioza, you know, he was he was, he was was in Santa Cruz. Oh, leave him so, alone. I, leave him I, alone. I, I had to get a Chioza shot in. So that'll do it for me. Shamari Block, Alan Styles. Chorizo. <laughs> Be sure to tune in tomorrow, 7 p.m., so you can hear the dubs and also tune in all, all day, starting at 6 p.m. with Bonte and Shasky, all the way through Damon and Rattle for your dubs coverage, taking you up to the 7 p.m. start of the game against the Nuggets tomorrow at Chase Center. Styles and Block. Block and Styles. 95-7 the game.